Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. Uh, I have been uh, fortunate enough uh, to ask back my good friend, and he's, uh, I've been lucky enough for him to say yes, uh, Carlos Redlick. Uh, it's great to have you back on the show because you were on the show a few weeks ago and uh, I thought that you just had such a, a value to give everyone that, you know, I just had to, to uh, have you back on, but not, not just in the copywriting world because some of the stuff that you mentioned last, last uh, time that you were on the show, you know, uh, was more about sales psychology and, and any good copywriter. And I think any copywriter who has sold to cut their teeth like me and you have in, in direct sales uh, and, the reality is we're, we're in sales. So I wanted to dive back into that that we were talking about last time. So uh, thanks for coming along again. Um, so I'm really interested in your take on the sales world, man. Oh, I appreciate you having me back yeah, on. Sure, it's man. always an honor and a privilege, dude. And I love yeah. the shit. I got to get myself one of those. <laughs> yeah, I got to start selling it. Make sure you send him money for a shirt so then he can start putting it up for sale. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just making a note to set up a sales page for that now. <laughs> there we go. I'll be the first customer. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks. So sales, man. I know you're a hell of a salesman. So how, how does that? How does that? Uh, uh, how does it gel with with uh, with copying and uh, and how do you? How, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, it, it's good for a couple reasons, right? So if you're good at sales and maybe that's over the phone or in person, which I actually used to be really terrible at, I learned copywriting to get good at that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the reason I learned copywriting was also to become good at doing podcasts like these. Like if you would have mm. known me before, I'd be like, oh, shut in. I wouldn't be able to say yeah. anything. You know, but copywriting was a platform that helped me learn these skills. So uh, when I say sales and we say that, I don't want folks to be like, oh, he must be like this natural salesman who then learned copywriting. It was mm -hmm. actually the first. I learned copywriting to learn sales, persuasion, and just how to communicate. Yeah, I was um, yeah. So, so sales, though, it's powerful because when you're able to close a deal, and when I say close a deal, it doesn't necessarily mean a yes. When I say close a deal, it's getting a yes or a no, right? You close the deal. Yeah. Most people don't ever close a deal. They'll talk for an hour and then they'll say, well, I'll send you a proposal with a yeah. real thing because I can't tell you that over the phone for some yeah. crazy I'm like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, the deal. So, so, and it's just ridiculous. You can just shorten the process. And when you know how to close a deal and, man, politely ask for a close, right? Mm -hmm. So would you be interested in doing business with me? based on what I just said to you over the phone, yes or no. And then you go from there. That's a closed deal in my son, in my thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I, I'll that, think about it and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You close the deal. You have to shut the door. You can always open the door back up later, but at this moment in time, we've closed the deal. Yeah. They have said, no, I will not do business with you. Good deal closed. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's, so that, that's better I, I, than to I think about to, it. I kind of clarify that because when I say deal closed, I think people are going to be like, dude, does he close every single deal? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my terms, yeah, I close every deal. It's going to be a yes. It's going yeah. to be a, not going to be like, eh, I don't know. I'll be like, well, what don't you know? Yeah. How do we get you clear on that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you ask that? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so you can do that stuff. It's good because you can get freelance as a freelancer, you can get clients because you're not scared of closing mm. a deal and asking for the sale right there. Right. Yeah. Cause they're looking to do business with someone. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's, that's 
that, that, that's really a breakthrough for many copywriters because uh, one thing that I, I hate and, and I'm, I'm working on the same uh, style of closing as you, you know, I hate the, I think I'll think about it, you know, um, I, I need to talk to my business partner. I need to discuss my wife and stuff like that. You know, um, that's something that, 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 that I'm really trying to eliminate from my game. You know, I probably don't get it on as many sales calls as you do, but uh, uh, you, and, and I acknowledge you as a master of, of this area, you know, I'm better in, in the written word, but, um, but had, had, what's your advice for people who, uh, uh, are a bit nervous about that. They don't quite want to push things, uh, that far. I mean, is that, is that just a mindset thing? Well, you kind of have to be sold on what you do, right? So like the way I, I had to sell myself on anything I do when it, even martial art before I was really good in martial arts, but I had never sold it because I was yeah. just a martial artist. I was never a professional martial artist who sold it as a school, yeah. school owner, right? So when you make that shift, you have to understand in your head that this is like, and I'm going to use this crazy example. Obviously it's not the equivalent, but you kind of have to believe that whatever you're selling is almost like the cure to AIDS. Like this yeah. is like the cure, right? Mm. So whenever somebody would come to me, if they didn't, for martial arts, if they didn't sign up, which almost everybody signed up because, well, we had a free week. So who wouldn't sign yeah, up? Yeah. Right. But I mean, everybody would sign up on the initial thing because it's like, if they walked away, be like, Hey man, why, what, what make, what turns you off? I don't get yeah, like, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you do that? And I would ask them, like, what turns you off? Mm. It's a free geek. Yeah, it's yeah. a muscle art. You came in because you wanted to punch and kick and wrestle. We do all that. Was it my beard? Yeah. <laughs> and I just turned to a joke. And they're like, well, no, I just, I don't know if I have the money. Hey, dude, well, no worries. It's cool if you don't have the money. That's why we got a free week. We can figure out yeah, the money yeah, yeah. after that. You want to just yeah. do the free week? Yeah. Yeah, let's do the free week. Okay, dude, come on. Like, close the deal, <laughs> dude. <laughs> What what was the issue? You know, mm, mm. So, uh, I forgot. I, I forgot where we were going with that. But that, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because uh, <laughs> uh, it leads on to my next question. I mean, about um, you know, about signing people up for a free thing because you know it, it's it's a it's a thing that we know in copywriting but, uh, that a, a free product is just as hard to sell as a as a uh, um, uh, as, as a paid product. And it's really interesting, you know, your aspect of of, uh, of uh, you know, having to get up, come overcome objections just to get people to sign up for something free as well. You know, it's funny when you charge something like silly, like it doesn't make sense, like a dollar yeah. or yeah. something, like that's almost easier to sell than free because it's True, funny. Yeah. But, yeah, and yeah. you have a money back guarantee. Like we've done that. Yeah. Like 10 seconds. Like, if you don't like it, we'll give you all 100 pennies back to you. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. will mail it to you if you want the weight, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. It's like a ridiculous sale, and they're like, "All right, yeah, I got a dollar, dude." Yeah, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. Certainly, inject some personality. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how free plus shipping book funnels work as well, um, which uh, which is a really good thing. And Russell Brunts is great at that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, when I was selling karate memberships door to door uh, years ago, back in the day, you know, uh, it was uh, it was always a. Uh, um, it was never a free lesson or anything. It, it was, we shied away from that model. It was always a small token amount, a few dollars, just to get someone to come, come into the dojo and, and train. So, you know, if they're saying no to that, then uh, especially if you, because you would obviously target the nice neighborhoods and the big houses and, it, and you, you'd go in and do the presentation and you'd say, you know, it's $25 or it's $47 or whatever. And they say, oh, no, we don't ever have the money. You, you look around, you're, you're sitting at a huge marble table and, they got a massive TV in the corner of the room, and you, 
yeah, forty-five dollars. Yeah, you don't have the forty-five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you would have you would have totally gotten along with my buddy uh, and my martial art instructor who got me into all of this stuff, uh, Dwight Woods, because when when I did my school, I did the free week because I was a timid salesperson. I was just yeah. scared. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm going free week, right? Because that's how I was sold. But he would make he shied away from that also. And we had I think it was a fifty-nine or sixty-nine ninety-nine. I think it was fifty-nine ninety. We'll just call it 59. I think it was yeah. 59, 5995 quick start program. And essentially it was like a private class and like two group classes. And that was kind of your quick start. You got yeah. to, you know, 50 yeah. bucks, 60 yeah, bucks. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it makes sense now, but when I was trying to sell it, I couldn't sell it for anything because yeah. I was such a terrible salesperson, yeah. but I would see him sell it. And it was like a no brainer. Pete, when he would offer it to people that people would be like, Oh, well, yeah, that's, that makes total sense, you know? So yeah. I was just thinking, man, you guys would have gotten perfectly <laughs> along because you were doing the same thing. So you were actually doing it harder. I think you were doing door to door, which is even, that's even tougher. Yeah, yeah. We used to knock on the door and set up an appointment and go back there with a little food chart and, and talk and show photos of the class. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> at white school was easier. We had a ton of walk-bys. It was a really yeah, great yeah, yeah. shopping center. So it's like you, you get, I don't know, 10 walk-bys a day. Like that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, this, uh, this, uh, karate school as an aside you know they built up to about 20,000 25,000 students in Australia uh, over about uh, 10 or 20 years using that message just door-to-door -door knocking wow. and some shopping shopping center stuff as well people would get sign-ups there but mainly it was door-to-door -door stuff so um in in Australian in Australian summers as well that dude that's crazy it's funny because I don't know I don't know anybody else, at least in the States, that, that does that type of approach to generate martial art business. Yeah, because uh, um, we had you know, to... Really, if I go on Instagram and have our Instagram peeps watch us at the same time... Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I know like just texting and shit. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, cool, go ahead, man. I was just saying... Um, uh, that when I was at that club, we had a, a few dojos in the in the US, but we didn't do any door to door sales there. It was all shopping center. It was all shopping mall demonstrations. Right, right, so, right, 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 right. Well, that. So how did? When did you? I don't want to turn the interview around now, but I mean, right. like, get into like the door to door type stuff. So you were doing in the shopping centers, and and you were doing door to door stuff. I just did door to doors. You know, I didn't uh, uh, do the shopping malls, but uh, it was the original founder of the club who actually started doing the door knocking, you know, decades ago. And, and uh, you know, he sort of managed to hit on something that was good and, and, and he kept going that way. So it turns out to be a bit, pretty big club. Dude, that's genius. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm surprised that no one, I mean, maybe I'm just out of the loop, but most of the people that I know in the, in the States where in my head, I'm like, you're supposed to be known for like this, like entrepreneurial, go knock on doors. And do yeah. We're not doing that stuff, man. <laughs> doing that we're still trying to figure out like this flyer thing which was so silly. yeah 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 I, I i tried the flyers i think i mentioned this in uh in the the last time we were on the show i tried the flyers in the in the club as well because you know i started i was learning copywriting and they had their door-to-door -door, uh sales strategy but they had no direct response marketing so you know i knew about the headlines and the testimonials and all that kind of shit and i put together a, a direct response flyer for because uh, you know i've half the people are not home when you knock on the door or at least they're hiding right. behind, they're hiding behind the, behind the sofa or something. So you just drop a flyer in the letterbox. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, I wanted to make that cause it was a terrible flyer that they designed. I wanted to make that a direct response thing. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of freaked out about that. And they said, you know, um, 
you know, uh, once you sort of raise up in the management of the club, you know, you can start to, to do different stuff. Then, Dude, <laughs> that's... Yeah, it kind of flips out about that. That's genius. That's genius. Yeah, because that's what I would do. I would, I would like, design a flyer to get them into an online funnel if they weren't so home. Do you think that helped you with your copy? Having that experience? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is... This is, uh, this is really uh, relevant for sales as well because uh, <clears throat> it's definitely helped me big time with the copy. What's the timeline? I started copywriting in 2003 and I was sort of doing this as a job uh, about five years after that. So during this time, I was kind of uh, trying to learn the ropes of copy, trying to find some good mentors and, and I was still working different jobs. I found this sales job uh, selling the karate memberships, you know, and and that that did that really did help me. You know, the ability to relate to people and the, the ability to sit across from them in their home on their table and uh, and literally take money off them and put it in your pocket at the end of the presentation. Um, yeah, you know, more copyrights to do that. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's a skill most people don't have. Yeah, it's yeah. Funny, I always I, I try to preach that as much as possible because copywriting is huge right you've got to develop i think like some sort of high ticket skill whether yeah. that's copywriting or lead generation skills yeah. or whatever it might be but at the end of the day you still got to sell it somewhere yeah. or not right i mean maybe I, I actually i know some people who who can hire salespeople and do that but yeah. at some point most of us will end up closing somebody on the phone for one of our services yeah 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 beginning, right and, having the ability to do that over the phone combined with being able to do it through words or through just your traffic methods or whatever it might be, dude, that's like, you can never go broke. Like you can never go broke. I mean, yeah, just think about it. You yeah, yeah. For yourself, you can always get a job because that's a it, making sales is always in demand. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. So I'm always preaching that you've got to learn the sales stuff and you obviously have to have this high ticket skill, but you should always learn the sales stuff. Yeah. The sales yeah. Like that, like the in person or the phone, like that's where the money is closed. That's where the deals are closed. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Unless yeah. you're doing it all through a sales page. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they closed with either either a yes or no. And I think, um, you know, to come back to that point, and this is uh, something that holds a lot of people back when they uh, do into that, uh, go into that that uh, door knocking role. Because uh, um, I would say, yeah, I, I stayed at this club long enough to to become one of the managers there, and. Um, uh, some of the, uh, the people, uh, three quarters of the people probably, you know, they just have the, they have this fear of rejection. They don't want to get to that no answer. They would rather, you know, leave a flyer with someone who says they think about it. Um, but I, I was always uh, trying to get to that, that, that either, either that, that yes or no, you know, rather than that, just, just that, that, that holding on uh, for, uh, for dear life with, I think I'll think about it. How do, you, yeah. how do you get over that? How, how do you train someone to, to get over that if you were to sit down with them and teach them? If I, to train them to get over what? Um, like the, yeah, the, the, the fear of... Uh, well, the biggest fear no. is always going to come down. If you're not fully sold on your stuff, then, then just telling someone, hey, be more aggressive in your sales, you're going to come off as kind of like douchey. You're going to just be yeah, a yeah. sales because you don't even believe in your product. So yeah. they're all going to feel that and it's going to not work. So the first thing is, like, I was actually telling one of my buddies, Rob, um, I was like, dude, you know, he was helping us with some other, like, side stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, before you, like, pitch this stuff to people, like, you've got to be fully sold because I can tell you're not fully sold, right? Like, you yeah, got to be yeah. fully sold or, or yeah. this should just be a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is you've got to be sold on it. So let's say you're selling, a, you're trying to make 
And we'll just throw out an example. Let's say you're trying to sell your first $10,000 sales letter, right? Yeah. It's almost like the comma club for copywriters, like yeah. the 10K yeah. club fucking silly. <laughs> So let's say you want to do your first $10,000 sales letter. Well, if you've never been paid for that, you can still make that money, obviously, but you've got to overcome that first big barrier in your mind of like, man, am I worth $10,000? And I don't know, you've got to, I mean, look at your results, look at, you know, how people are, are they happy with your services or not happy with your yeah, services? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to look into it, but if you can sell yourself on, yeah, dude, I'm worth $20,000 for a fucking sales letter. Better. like these people made millions of dollars why wouldn't they why wouldn't they want to get yeah, yeah. Band? And to, ten thousand it's a steal of a deal in your own mind so when somebody says well i don't know i gotta think about it it's not a gimmick or some trick that you're like well let me now hook them in it's like yeah, it should yeah. be an automatic response why the fuck wouldn't you want to do this like yeah yeah true true imagine yeah. the cure aids why and, and the person has aids and they're like well i'll think about it are you crazy yeah <laughs> it's a bit too much uh, money it's a bit, right? it's a bit yeah. Right. yeah yeah and on that point you know um my uh um, first copywriting mentor uh trevor toecracker crook who oh he's uh, awesome yeah i'm gonna meet him in yeah. january i'm gonna be heading over to uh tiffany and our it's only like a, a very short trip it's like eight days we're gonna be in where the fuck are we going we're gonna be in barcelona and i think in italy i don't know somewhere yeah. i have to look but it's uh we're yeah, gonna just, it. yeah yeah find him somewhere over there yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah he's awesome. around the place and he'll he hang out too and have a few yeah. drinks um uh i was gonna say you know one of the things that he taught me was about uh, about knowing the the worth uh, and how you how much you can charge and and uh, uh the legend has it and and there's no doubt that it's true that that he actually like he left his uh, corporate banking job and he and he went up to uh, um uh, a uh, a fellow on, aussie entrepreneur and and offered to write his sales letter. He quoted 10 grand and, and he got it. And that was his first sales letter he ever wrote for a client. So uh, wow. that's, that's a belief. That's a power of belief. You know, you just walk in, walk in. obviously he, he knew what he's doing and he knew his stuff, but uh, you know, just, to, just to sit down with the first client and say, yeah, it's 10 grand and then get signed, sign off on that. You know, that's pretty good. Dude, that's awesome because it automatically now sets yeah. your mental, you know, yeah. whatever thermometer thing is like, oh, okay, now I can get paid 10 grand for this piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, you now yeah. don't have to go lower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that mental thermostat is something that uh, um that that I've kind of felt at different times when I was when I was uh, doing the 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 first time I I felt it was you know when I was doing the door knocking I really got some great results I was going to every house and I was, I was picking up money from every house and I was just sort of on fire and then I was getting like uh, two or three people to sign up to the club and in that one house and then I go to the next house and your expectation is that that uh, that you're going to sign them up as well so um and more well, often and than not, that, that expectation it's like being on fire it's like yeah. when somebody's like playing basketball or something or whatever sport and yeah. they just keep making the you yeah, know whatever yeah. the, the thing is they keep scoring well now they say oh i'm on fire give me the ball i'm on fire it's yeah just get in get into that fire mode you know what i mean yeah it's, it's just like what you're saying i mean if you go in there expecting to win i mean not saying you're always going to win but you, i mean if you go in there expecting to lose i guarantee you're going to yeah, yeah so it's not always bad to have that little chip on your shoulder i think sometimes that's good you got to have that yeah of course i'm going to win why wouldn't i win yeah, then when you get yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Cover. you can't get hit in the face and be like oh my god <laughs> How did that happen? Like, yeah, yeah. Frank Hearn says, and he's like, it's like being in a boxing match and then getting hit in the face and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. 
Why did you hit me? <laughs> yeah. You still won the fight. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a lot of a lot of people when they start businesses, especially when they've got any direct selling element to it, you know, which which ninety nine percent have, you know, I think sometimes they have a glass jaw, and the first hit they get knocks them down, and uh, they give up on their entrepreneurial dream. Yeah, dude, it's so true. That's exactly it. I mean, it's not a God, I, I, don't, I don't mean to sound corny, but like most of the stuff I do, at least, just doesn't really pan out. So I just started as quickly as possible. Like I just started this little job board on Facebook, for example. It yeah. went from like idea to execution within an hour. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like, maybe we can do it. Okay, let's, let's see. Would anyone be interested? We had a few people say they'd be interested. Like, eh, all right, let's just throw up a group, see what happens. Like it's yeah. just, that may not pan out, but who knows? I mean, I'm just doing shit. Like my martial art thing, my I love Jeet Kune Do, my 80, 90,000. That started just the same way. I was like, well, I, I like martial art. I love Bruce Lee stuff. I've trained in Jeet Kune Do for like a decade, a little yeah. bit. Like, I'll just do a little thing. So I just, it was just like a whatever. I was outside on my balcony hanging out and, and I did it and boom, it kind of, you know, turned into something. So you just got to take tons of action. When shit doesn't work, it's like, that's expected. Like the constant is failure. So mm. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least for me, my, my constant has always just kind of been like, <laughs> I suck, I fail, I suck, I fail. And then boom, something cool happens. And then I said, but th this one, pan this makes all these yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's the wrong kind of expectation. I think a lot of people have when they uh, um, watch all the guru's videos and they, they, they see the success stories and the, they think, oh, this uh, guy's been in internet marketing for 20 years and he's never fucked up once. He's never, ha he's never had a, an email that's got less than, uh, you know, 50% open rate and, and shit. You know? right. yeah. but the thing is they, they take so much action. So if you take whatever, whoever your, your favorite guru is, that, you know, whoever they are, they're probably putting out tons of content, right? Yeah. So if they're, yeah. if they're like Gary Vee or let's call Gary Vee, right? I like Gary Vee. I actually am more of a Grant Cardone type of person, yeah, but yeah. I like what he does, right? Yeah. I just feel my style as well. Yeah, anyway, yeah. whatever. And be nerdy about this. <laughs> so, so what I love about Gary Vee, though, is like, it's not like he doesn't fuck up. It's like he puts yeah. out so much shit, though. It's like, who, who can keep up with his fuck yeah. ups? <laughs> How much shit he's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, people don't take enough action. So they do one, two, three things, and all three fail. And they're like, oh, this... This, 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 this whole yeah, life is a scam. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah, it's a scam. Like the winner who's like taking a hundred for every yeah, 10 yeah. action this person did, this other did, this other person did a hundred and now shit, they have one or two successes. My buddy Jordan does that in e-commerce. He actually, and it's such, it's it, like the e-commerce people really get this, I think. And I don't know if they get it like on a real deep principle level that they can apply it to life, but they get this, right? So if they want to get a winning product, right? They don't test one design, two designs, five designs. My buddy Jordan tests a hundred designs at one time because yeah. he knows two, three, maybe four winning products are going to come out of that. So he goes and tests a hundred. He doesn't test yeah. one, two, three, four, or five. And so that's what he's discovered. And he's, I mean, I don't know how much he's generated, probably close to a million dollars, but it's only been a year, less than a year. And this is an e-com business he just mm. kind of started, you know? Yeah, and he yeah. Figured it out. He's figured it out. He's like, dude, when I first started, like months ago, because, you know, on the internet, you can scale fast. So yeah, yeah. it's funny how fast he's grown. But so in the beginning, like only a few months ago, when he was really just starting, he would test a few products. And then he realized the more I test, I, the more failures I get, but I get that one winner. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's where all his money is made. So mm. just... Fuck it, dude. Just take so much action. Like the failures are irrelevant. Like, of course you're gonna fucking, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's life.
Yeah, I mean, I, I remember uh, going to a seminar in Sydney it's about 2006, I reckon, and uh, you know, I, I was late, and there was only one spot left, and and uh, and uh, I went up to the. It was near the front of the room. I went to the room, and there's this uh, um, guy sitting there, nice, beautiful pinstripe suit, very uh, very regal, and he's scrolling page after page of notes. So that's interesting too. Um, I talk, spoke to him at the break, and and uh, obviously I was so new at copywriting at the time. You know, I didn't even realize that I was sitting next to one of the greats of all time, Ted Nicholas. And, oh, wow. And he, he, said, he said to me that uh, um, about eight out of 10 uh, ads that he writes, like display ads kind of things, is a flop. But the other two make up for, make up for the, the eight uh, flops every time. It's the same with the, the door knocking as well. You know, uh, the biggest mistake that people come, when they come on the team, they, they are kind of slow between doors because it's that, that subconscious fear of, of getting the nose, um, which, which are going to happen anyway. The more doors you knock, it's a numbers game. Just go faster, get, get through them. Go, go as fast as you can. If, if someone looks like they're not interested, uh, get, say goodbye and get the hell over to the next door. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the way to go. Um, that's the key to success. Just treat it like a numbers game. Dude, that's cool. I love the Ted Nicholas story. That's uh, that's cool. I think I've heard that before, but I didn't realize it was him. It didn't match. That's pretty cool that he says, because he's one of the greats, you know? Yeah, he's an absolute legend. And I sound how, awesome. I, I think I might mistakenly end up in the speaker section because that was the only empty chair. That's fine. But that's, but that's, that's okay. It's, a, it's any way to meet a, meet a legend like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, um, do you have like a sales training or anything, or, or like that, or is it just kind of the it built into what you do? Uh, so, well, I actually developed my training based on some of the stuff I was already doing, and then I realized that uh, some of the stuff I was doing kind of could have been tweaked. And so, it, it's funny. I went from doing whatever I do, which was kind of working most of the time, to trying to develop a formula for it. And because I tried developing the formula, it actually improved my. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. So, so now my stuff is more formulaic. Um, so I actually have, I like to say nine steps, but it doesn't always have to be nine steps. It could be like seven steps or something. Yeah. And that's generally what I do to close for anything, right? If somebody wants to close on um, a copywriting service or project, I use my nine steps. If somebody wants yeah. to close to join my uh, $500 a month membership program, I use yeah. my nine steps because I get yeah. on the phone because I don't want everybody to join that group. Yeah, yeah. So I get on the phone with them. And and like the nine steps works for everything. It doesn't matter what it is because the whole, the whole base, like we could actually do it right now. Yeah. So if we were on the phone or something and uh, the, first off the way I get on the phone with somebody for this, for this situation, cause it has to have context, right? Yeah. So for this situation is you've, you've already spoken to me either through email or through Facebook or through some sort of yeah. Skype or something. And we've already somewhat discussed what it is that you offer. Right? So maybe you're like, Hey, I'm in the, uh, uh, personal development niche and I'm looking to get some sales letters and possibly emails and stuff like that yeah. written. Cool. Nine out of 10 times I will, I'll, I'll say stuff like, okay, perfect. Well, my flat rate for stuff like a sales letter an email or whatever is this. Uh, and it normally takes this amount of time to complete. Do you want to schedule a call to see if it'd even be a good fit to get started? Yeah. And then if they say yes to that. Well, I know the price isn't an issue and I know the time frame may not be an issue. And then I can just make them a sweet deal and bulk something together, right? Yeah. So like 90% in my head, 90% of the sale is already done. Now it's just like, all right, does this person understand what I want? And do I trust them enough to give them five figures or whatever it might be? Yeah. So 
so that's kind of the context of it, right? So, uh, and I could actually get into how I generate leads, maybe this call or another call, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when people come onto the phone call now, the first step is just, you know, hey, really appreciate you hopping on the call. Is this still a good time to talk? They say yes, perfect. And then the second step is what I call the spill your guts part, right? So I ask them to literally just spill their guts. So I say, hey, I know we spoke a little bit, Ryan, on the phone or, or, or through Skype or whatever it was, and you told me a little bit about your business, but just spill your guts a little bit more about that. I kind of want to, I want to get a full understanding. Yeah. And then I just shut up. <laughs> I let them talk for five minutes, seven minutes, usually around that, that amount of time, which is a lot of talking time, right? And so what ends up happening is if, uh, what I've noticed, if you let them talk for more than like five minutes or so, in their head, they start wondering, is this person even listening to me? Like yeah. they haven't said anything for five minutes. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really talking about five minutes, right? And uh, so they're talking about their business. And there's, I mean, you can probably talk about your business for five minutes, you know, or, yeah, or yeah. long. Yeah. It's not hard. When you tell someone, spill your guts, you give them like the command to do that. And they, they, they spill their guts. So, yeah. uh, so I stop and I say, okay, perfect. Well, let me just uh, pause you there because I want to make sure that I'm on the same page as you. Is that okay? And I get their confirmation. Yeah, of course that's okay, right? Why wouldn't you want that? So this is my step three, which is my recap. So my recap just recaps what they just said in that five-minute chunk, right? So it, this just requires you to be a good human and listen to the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming you're doing that, you yeah. you listen to them, you recap what they just said. So, I mean, really, even if you forgot after you recapped it, if you forgot what they just said, they would still feel like you're on the same page because you you just recap what yeah. they just said on the page. And then after you do that, you take like 10 seconds to recap, 15 seconds, very short, right? And then you say, okay, uh, now tell me a little bit more about, you know, this one point that you mentioned. And that's spill your guts part two. So now they have to go spill their guts about whatever you just told them to be specific about. And then the next step is I have them, and as I recap what they just said, again, it's super simple, super basic, but yeah, when you yeah. take the formulaic, formulaic approach, it makes this whole like, process of persuasion dead easy because it's just what people want they want to be listened to and they want to make sure you understand what they want and this does that so so again i recap for the second time whatever it is that they were talking about so i say okay perfect so let me just recap this again and i, I use the keywords it's not like you don't know, have to make this up so, so let me just recap what you just said to make sure yeah. we're on the same is that okay yeah, yeah. Yes, that's okay. I love doing stuff like that because it gets many confirmations the whole way through. Is that okay with you? Is that good? Do you hear me? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Saying yes, yeah. yeah. Keep saying yes, dude. So, <laughs> uh, so I recap whatever it is. And then I say, is that along the lines of what you, were, what you wanted? Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. Okay, perfect. Now, I've, and then I transition into essentially my proposal, which is really just kind of, again, a recap of what they just said they really wanted. And what they said in the message before, which is like, I want a sales letter. I want this. Yeah, yeah. I was going to kind of be the doctor to prescribe what they want based on the elements they told me. Elements being, I want a sales letter. I want emails. Well, I'll tell you how many emails you need, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll prescribe that shit. So I'll say, okay, so um, what was uh, So based on what you just said, do you mind if I propose a little bit of a strategy on what we could do? Yeah. Yes. Okay, sweet. So, uh, and then I just repeat whatever you just said, right? Yeah. So I repeat, so uh, I think we need to do a sales letter or five emails for the, whatever the prescription is. Is that, is that sound like a strategy that would work for you? Yes, that would work for me. Perfect. So the total investment, like I mentioned before, it's normally 10 grand or 10,000 for just a sales letter and this and that. And I kind of list it out. And I yeah. say, well, since we're doing it all as a bulk, we can just kind of do a sweet deal for only X yeah. dollars, whatever that is. 
and it'll take about four to five weeks to complete because generally that's what it takes anyway. Yeah. Um, does that sound like a time frame and everything? Does that work for you? Yes. Because you have to shut up. This is where yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to myself, shut up. Because yeah. when I say, does that work for you? And then I don't let them answer the question. I'll just keep fucking talking because yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, you, said no, no. Yeah. you have to just shut up. So I like to, I like to emphasize that if anybody's yeah, yeah. listening, yeah, for sure. shut up and let them answer yeah. the question. Right? So, because that's a close. Yep, that time frame, the budget, all that stuff. Uh, that sounds exactly like what I need. And, and many times you'll actually get the person to say, dude, it sounds like you know exactly what I need. Like you're yeah. on, like, because you literally listen to them. And you yeah, they just said it, yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, and then what I like to do is I'll, uh, I'll offer what I call my little guarantee. So after I prescribe them, I've, I've uh, told them the price, I've gotten the confirmation on the price, gotten the confirmation on the deadline. They're essentially closed, but I don't want them to feel hesitant. I want them to feel like I'm their best friend. So I'm just going to bring up what would naturally be brought up anyway. Right, yeah. because what ends up happening is you do such a good job down this whole path of persuasion that what I ended up noticing is if I didn't include this part, it was always it was like the last minute resistance stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, before closing the deal. So yeah. uh, I do my guarantee. So my guarantee is like, all right, perfect. But before we get started, I kind of wanted to uh, let you know, hey, what happens if God forbid this doesn't work? Yeah, can I share that with you? Oh God, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a lot of money, so if for some reason, this stuff doesn't work. I revise it up to three times, whatever your personal guarantee is. Yeah. Right. Um, but but you essentially want to structure it so it's I'm here to work with you. I'm not just trying to get a quick yeah, twenty thousand yeah. dollars out of you and run. Yeah. I want I want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars with you while making you millions of dollars. So, uh, you know. The, anyway, this is the whole point is so that I can work with you long term and blah blah blah. But you, that's how you kind of want to frame your guarantee, whatever your guarantee is. Yeah. I don't have money back guarantee. Mm. That guarantee of revisions or sticking with you to yeah, make sure same, same, yeah. like that. So, uh, so there's that. So once you say the guarantee, uh, you say, so does that sound fair to you? And they say, yeah, of course that sounds fair. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's great. Okay, perfect. What's the best email to go ahead and send the PayPal invoice to? I like saying, what's the best email to send the PayPal? First of all, I use PayPal, so I don't know yeah. what other people use. I use PayPal. So, and when I say, what's the best email, that isn't asking like, can you please give me your yeah, email? Yeah. It's assumptive. Yeah. Not. Let me hear. Yeah. But when you assume the close and say, hey, what's the best email to go ahead and send the PayPal invoice to so we can get started? Yeah. They're going to give it to you. And when they give it to you, I like to like lock them in. So, And I saw this from Grant Cardone. I didn't make this shit up. So uh, I lock them in. I say, okay, perfect. I'm going to go ahead and I'll blast that over to you. Is there any reason you wouldn't be able to take care of it today? I want to make sure you're totally comfortable. And you shut up, right? Yeah. So you it's like anytime you ask a question, ask a question, then just shut up and let them yeah. answer it. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you shut up. Nope, there's no reason I wouldn't be able to complete it. Or if there is something, you just address the issue. But let's assume the perfect sale. Yeah. Nope, I'm going to uh, take care of it as soon as I hang up. Okay, perfect. You're the best. What I also started adding on to this, and I, I don't know if I included it in my little system, but I do it and I tell people to do it all the time, is you've already got them here saying, yes, 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 yes. They've already agreed to the money. They've already agreed to the deadline. Everything's agreed to. So you kind of closed them. Yeah, it's not close to they pay you, but kind of yeah. close. Them. Yeah. So right before you leave, you say, okay, and real quick, before, I, I, I know you guys would go, I don't want to keep you, um, but assuming I do really, really, really well and crush this for you, would you be okay with giving me a testimonial that I can use my own advertising? Yeah, of course. Oh, you're the best. And since I really want to work with you long term, uh, would you be, again, only if I get you 
good results and it's profitable and it's kicking butt, would you be open to a monthly retainer of either $5,000 or $10,000 per month later down the road? And then shut up. Because now you set yourself up for a six-figure-per-year deal, mm. which you can actually upsell and get like 90 grand a lot faster. There's tons of different tactics. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's once – and if they say – and generally what will end up happening is because you've pre-framed it like only if I do well, assuming yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. – you know, assuming the best situation, would you even be open to that shit? Because they've already closed on what you wanted to close them. This is just a quick upsell. Like, think of it like an order book. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to say many times, you say, well, yeah, if you do well, yeah. I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't want to at least talk about a retainer gig. It sounds like it'd be good. Perfect. Really appreciate that. I think you're done. You go ahead and you send the thing, right? You're done. But what that does is when you hand, or you send the proposal or you send your PayPal invoice and you get paid, right? That's what I mean by you're done. But then when you hand in your actual work, what you end up doing is saying, hey, here's my work. Um, and I want to actually go ahead and schedule a call maybe for a week or two weeks down the line uh, to talk about a retainer gig to see if uh, it'd still be a good fit. Does that work with you? Yes, no, whatever. More likely they're going to say yes because you've already pre-framed them. They're already yeah. assuming yeah. you talk about. And even if they don't close on that follow-up call, because what I end up, because the only objection you'll, you'll get of why they wouldn't want to schedule is because they haven't tested the copy yet. Well, yeah. say, well, I haven't tested your copy yet, so I don't know if I want to do this yeah, call. Yeah. Well, hey, no worries. I mean, I just want to schedule it so that we can talk about it. We don't have to close or anything, but I just want to get everything ironed out and then you still test the copy. Are you available next week? Yes, no, whatever. Get the, get the appointment and yeah. then talk because now you're one step closer. And many times they will close, so it's cool. Yeah, that is cool, and I'm definitely gonna uh, use some of that myself. You know, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think I get on as many calls, but maybe I should get on some more, some more calls to really get some practice on that because because that is absolute gold. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on making this interview uh, uh, too much longer, but you know, uh, George Sharp and Sweet, like most of the interviews are, but um, I'm very glad that that we stuck around and, and did that extra part because I was. Pretty much going to say, you know, Carlos, do you have like a PDF of this of your nine step closing yeah. <laughs> that, that people can can sign up for? But um, they, they just got that, so yeah. Um, so if anybody wants, to, uh, yeah, that's that's it, man. I mean, that's literally what I use. And the mentorship program that I do, that's five hundred bucks a month, four ninety seven, five hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Um, we've got like hundreds of training videos on writing copy, but that's really, in my opinion, not where the most value is. The most value is when you get on to the live training every week. And we do role playing. We do sales focused stuff. We also go over copywriting things. But the whole point of that mentorship is to do kind of like what we just did here and take a freelancer who might just be making two, three, four thousand dollars a month, maybe, and really try to skyrocket them to the 10, 15, yeah, 20, yeah. or compress it like 90,000. Yeah, the difference is in how well they sell. Oh, dude, the difference is in that. Some people are under this mistaken impression that they have to be. Uh, hey, I can only write emails and ads and landing pages. I, I can't write a long form sales letter. Yeah. So therefore I cannot make money as a copywriter. That's yeah. not make six figures just doing this. I'm not saying you can make seven figures, but you can make six figures just doing this email shit, getting yeah, people yeah, closing retainers early, doing a bunch, what I call like sales compression stuff. You're compressing a lot of sales that would have happened over 12 months with the same client into a one day mm. period. <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. backed up, right? It gives you, uh, the ability to do more shit. And most people don't make those offers. They say, Hey, I'll make $5,000 a month, you know, for three months, six months, 12 months. But what if you just tell the person, Hey, instead of paying five grand a month for 12 months, when it's like 60 grand a year, just pay me $35,000 up front and I'll work with you for a year. And that way you don't pay me up front. I get a nice chunk up front. 
and you know I'm not going to run away. You've yeah, already yeah. worked for the last two or three months. And yeah. so now do that with that. Now let's say it was a $10,000 client that would pay you $120,000 a year, close them on a $90,000 year long retainer, but you close them in one day. So now you get $90,000 chunk sent to your bank account, stacks up. So people don't think of like shit like this. Like you can do that stuff with just, you don't have to learn a new skill of copywriting. Like that's all good. But if you're just like, Hey, I want to make money. You don't need to just go like learning a sales letter. Isn't going to guarantee that yeah, you can make yeah, yeah. People write a sales letter and can't get people to pay them what they're worth. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, when you think about it, you know, a, 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 a good copywriter who can sell your product in a sales letter and should be able to sell themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing is copywriting attracts people like myself who we were introverts. So, yeah, same. you know, but the only way you're going to actually succeed in life is if you get out of your comfort zone. True. Copywriting allows you to win to a little bit of a degree while staying in your comfort zone as an introvert, but you're never going to break out among the crowd. If you stay where everyone yeah, is, yeah. This is where yeah. everyone is, we know we're all introverts. We'll just, just fucking step out of line <laughs> and, and do something uncomfortable like a podcast. Like who cares? Like a Facebook Live or Instagram Live, yeah, just yeah. doesn't matter. But stepping out, yeah, I mean, it's, key. it's yeah. just easy now. Like there's so many people who just do the base level stuff and that's it. And then they wonder, how do I break out? What they're really yeah. saying is, how do I break out while staying here at my current level when not yeah. getting out? <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, so what if they want to break out and do something with you? Do you have a, a sales page for that, uh, uh, that uh, membership program that you mentioned? No, uh, the best way if uh, anybody's interested in that is to just send me a direct message on Facebook, Carlos Redlich, uh, R-E-D-L-I-C-H, just send it to my personal profile. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, everyone should definitely do that because uh, even if they uh, uh not sure if they want to do that, uh, even just talking to you, you know, being sold by you would, would be an, an education in itself. So everyone should definitely do that right now. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It's yeah. funny because I feel like it's just treating people how they want to be treated. Yeah, and exactly. They Nobody has a process for this, but you know, if you have a system for making other people feel good and extracting money at the same time, like why won't you use it? Yeah, win-win. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming back on the show, man. Great to hear from you again. Uh, with more absolute gold on the call. Uh, I'll definitely have to have you back the third time. I think you mentioned something about generating leads. So um, I'll twist your arm on that and we'll do this again sometime soon. Sweet, man. I appreciate you having me on. No worries. Talk soon. Thanks. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.